Greetings from Hidden Riches Ministries with Pastor Ronnie and Prophetess Tanya Cantrell. My husband greets you in his absence. We pray that this uh, broadcast today will bring clarification to your lives, also will motivate you to continue to go forward in the things of Jesus Christ. The title of my message today is Don't Forget Your Name. Remember who and whose you are, remember why you are, and remember what you are. And I'm going to be coming out of Daniel 1. And just to paraphrase, this was the third year where G. Jehoiakim, king of Judah, he came to Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon, and he besieged it. So it was like he had to um, give instructions to the master of the units because he wanted children that were no blemish, well-favored, skillful in all learning, cunning in knowledge and understanding science and had the ability to stand in the king's palace. And they also wanted to use them that they could teach the learning and the tongues of the Chaldeans. Now, I have a few questions. Can you and I stand before the king of kings? You know, forget the king of this world. Forget King Nebuchadnezzar. But can we stand before King Jesus? Is our character up to part enough to his standards that he will receive that? Is our lives reflected on what is in the Bible? Um, going on with the story, the king appointed the three, well, the four Hebrew boys, a daily portion of his meat and wine, which he drank because he wanted them to be nourished for three years that at the end of the year that he might test them that they can't stand before him. What process have we been going through in order to stand before our king, King Jesus, because we've all gone through a process and we really have to look at what really not what we're going through, but is our character getting better? Are we getting delivered? Is our heart getting purged? Now, the four Hebrew boys were named Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Well, <laughs> The prince of the units, they gave them other names. So Daniel, he gave him the name Belteshazzar. Hananiah, he gave the name Shadrach. Mishael, he gave Meshach. And Azariah, he gave Abednego. Verse eight says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested that he should not defile himself. Now, people, just because somebody want to give you something don't mean you have to take it. You can say no. <laughs> don't forget your name. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Remember why you are and remember what you are. And when you do that, you have to know who you are. You have to know who you are in Christ because the enemy is a deceiver. He's a, he comes for three things to steal, kill, and destroy. That's in John 10 to 10. 
But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Now let's look over these names of these Hebrew boys to see what their names mean and also what the names that the eunuch had gave them or try to give them. <laughs> Daniel means God is my judge. Be Baal to Shazar means Baal protects us. Hananiah means God or Yah has favored or God has been gracious. Shadrach means royal or great scribe. Mishael means who is what God is. Meshach means guest of a king. Azariah means Jehovah has helped. Abednego means a servant of Nebo. And Nebo was a Babylonian god of wisdom. So you see, it's a great difference between the names that they were born with and opposed to what the eunuch gave them. And I've noticed that all of their birth names has God in it. God is my judge. God of Yah has favored. Who is what is God? Jehovah has helped. So it's, it's very important that if, if we change our names, God needs to be changing our names like he did Abram, like he did uh, Saul, who was changed to Paul, Apostle Paul. We're living in a world where some people do not want to be who they were created to be by God, our creator, not being satisfied with identity, color of skin, hair texture, body shape, nose shape. It, it's just a lot of things. You know, we need to be grateful <laughs> for who we are, because if God saw fit that it was OK with him, why should we question what he has done? Let me tell you, God, the creator has not, is not, and will not make a mistake. He didn't make a mistake how he created us. He had his mind made up. Amen. And I believe that God's will is going to be done in this earth, even as it is in heaven, whether we like it or not. Verse nine, now God, he, he brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Now, see, they were in a situation. They were in a place that they, that was not familiar to them. But God can give favor where there is obedience, even in a strange place, even in a place where we don't want to be, even in a place sometimes we put ourselves in. You know, when God deals with the heart, he looks at the end result. Amen. And so the, the prince was like, okay, he gave, he, God gave him favor. The word of God tells us that, that he gives us favor with him and favor with man. So he's, you know, the unit was telling Daniel, I fear my king. <laughs> but see, he didn't understand that Daniel's king was the king of king that was over his king. He was over King Nebuchadnezzar. But I know Nebuchadnezzar, he wasn't no joke. <laughs> but God is no joke either. So he was like, well, okay, now I got to appoint you this meat and this drink because I need to make sure you're going to be ready to stand before King Nebuchadnezzar. So Daniel was like, try us. 
try us, prove us. I beseech you, ten, just give us 10 days and give us pulse to eat and water to drink. That's it. We don't want the meat. We don't want what's at your king's table. We want to eat this meat, this, this uh, pulse, I mean, and water to drink. And then you check our countenance against the ones, the children that ate the king's meat, that ate from his table. And then if you see something that's kind of off or whatever, then deal with our servants then. But test us first. See, these were children of integrity. And a lot of times people have lost integrity, can't keep their word, deceptive, operating in the flesh. But they was like, we can't, what we're not going to do is defile our temple. We're not going to defile the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you got to be like really steadfast in your heart and determined that you're going to be obedient to what God has said. So he, you know, the eunuch was like, okay, I'm going to prove you. And, and it was favorable for them. So it said he took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink. And he gave them pulse and water. See, we're in a day where some people, they don't know how to fast or they refuse to fast. They don't want to learn to fast because our body likes to eat. Our body is so addicted to some additives, sugar, other elements that's in our food. And we got to purge our body from that. Amen. You know, from the donuts, because a lot of that right there leads to other disorders, heart disease, diabetes, obesity. And it says, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skin and all and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. That right there is powerful. All his visions and his dreams, he had understanding. See, God is like that. He can give you understanding of a dream. He can give you an understanding of a vision. When he shows you something, of course, he know what he showed you so he can give you that understanding. God is just that awesome. So in verse 18, it says, now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, they brought him in before King Nebuchadnezzar and the king communed with them. And among them all was none found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. See, you better know who you are because people will call you out of your name. And, and what, what are we answering to? Are we answering to the lie? Are we answering to the fallacy? Are we answering to, to the curses? No, we got to know who we are. And therefore it said they stood before the king. How's your stance? How, how are you standing? I check myself too. How am I standing? Am I standing in the oracles of God? Am I standing in what he's told me to do? Am I standing in and not laying around, not putting it on the back burner or, or, or thinking I got another day because really we don't, we don't know if we will be here tomorrow or even tonight, but God knows our destined place. Now it says in verse 20, 
And in all matters of understanding, the, the king inquired of them. He inquired, King Nebuchadnezzar inquired of them. He sought them out and he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were in his realm. Now look at that. And people, they still looking at horoscopes, reading horoscopes, looking in the sky, studying things that was created to dictate their life. That did stars and planets did not create us. So how are they going to tell us how we should be, how we should live, what's going to happen? Only God has that office. So check this out. So in chapter one, we find out that people want to want us to eat what they're eating. They want to call us something that's other than our name. That's why we have to know who we are. We have to know what we need to feed our spirit. We have to put a watch over our ear gates, our eye gates, what we get past this into our spirit, because what's in us is what's going to come out of us. We got a lot of stuff that we done been through, hurt, pain, unforgiveness, uh, emotionalism that we have to be uh, delivered from. We don't need to add to it. <laughs> Amen. We don't need to add to it. In chapter three, now this is another chapter, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they was put in a fiery furnace. Why? Because they refused to worship the golden image. Now, people would do some things, and, and I'm sure you all have experienced, because you're standing, you're standing and you refuse to idolize anything. You refuse to put anything above God. And people would get upset when you don't want to bow down to what they have created. So when they want you to worship what they worship. See, we, we got to know because it, it says in the Bible that, that at the last time they're going to worship God in spirit and in truth. We have to know what we are. Well, not what, who we are worshiping. We're not worshiping no statues, no, no statues, no crosses. We are worshiping God. And that's the only one that we should worship. In chapter six, Daniel, he was put in a lion's den. Why? Because he continued to pray and make supplication to God three times a day. And, and they, they, they was <laughs> kind of like today when people in leadership, when they got other people in their ears making decisions, influencing what they supposed to be doing. That's why we're supposed to pray for the leaders of the land that we can live a peaceably life. We have to pray for our leaders here in the USA. Amen. We got to pray for the leaders in every continent of this world, North America, South America, Antarctica, Asia, Europe, Australia, and Africa. We got to pray for leadership. I encourage you to pray for leadership because when they make decisions, it affects us. People in legislation making laws, it affects everybody. So in Daniel, when Daniel 6, when they want us to worship or don't want us to worship what we 
or who we supposed to be worship. Now, don't let your situation become your destination. Don't forget your name. Remember who you are, whose you are, why you are, and remember what you are. Because people will try to deter you from serving God. And who am I talking about God? Because see, a lot of it's a lot of gods out there. So let me just clarify. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, Yahshua, Yahweh, Jehovah God, the Holy Spirit. I'm talk, that's who I'm talking about. So you won't be confused who I'm talking about. Coming out of the Holy Bible, the Holy Script. Serving him pays off. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the commandment doesn't make sense. But when you trust him, when you trust him in a situation like these Hebrew boys, peer pressure is great. Peer pressure is something else when a crowd is going one way and you may be by yourself. You may have to walk alone. You may feel, and see, but the, you're really not alone. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We are never alone. Even though it seemed like we're alone, we're not alone. The Bible also said, greater is he that's in us than he that is in this world. And if God be for us, he's more than the whole world. I just named off those continents, all those inhabitants of all those continents. If God is for us, it's more than everybody being against us. God will give you favor. God will reward you for your obedience. God will. He's still sitting on the throne and sometimes we we miss it. Sometimes we fall. But but if you're still breathing, you you can repent. We can get back up. We can get right back in standing with God. God is good. Just don't forget. See, see, sometimes you got to speak to yourself. You got to remind yourself. You have to take the word of God. Keep it in your face. Keep the word of God in your face because it's like a mirror. When you see the word, you, you see yourself. Okay, and then you look at yourself and see where you need to, where you're falling short at, where you need to come up at. Amen. Because God, God is so awesome. Anything you need is in him. You need some help. He, he, he's the help, a very present help in the time of trouble because we're in troubled times and we need some help. We need some dependable help. Because see, some people say, I'm going to help you. I got your back. You can depend on me. And you you know, you call them. They don't answer the phone. You go over their house. They don't answer the door. But God, he's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he's saying it, he's going to keep his word. I, that's a guarantee because I done tried him more than enough. I have tried him. So people, again, don't forget your name. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're blessed going in and blessed coming out. Remember who you are. And, and see, when you develop that relationship with God and he show you who he is, he'll show you who you are. You don't need nobody to tell you who you are. You don't need nobody to tell you you're beautiful. You're handsome. You know, because sometimes people got strings attached to their sentences. 
that what they say to you, it's a string attached. They're saying it to you so they can do something else or get something else. But when you know who you are, you don't need nobody. You're not waiting nobody to say you look good. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're smart. You got to know who you are. When you leave your house, know who you are. Blessings to you all from myself, Prophetess Tanya Cantrell, and my husband, Ronnie Cantrell, and his absence. God bless you.